This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Puffin Books, the long-standing children's imprint of Penguin Books, known for their children's book publishing, and today known for taking the red pencil to Ruald Dahl's most iconic works to improve them for inclusion and accessibility. It's Puffin. I'm Tim with shoulder-length hair. And I'm Matt with hair uh, across the my left eye, down swooped over <laughs> like, like an emo kid. And this is Emo Buddies. Hello, my man. Hello. Um, we we weren't friends in those days. I never I never really caught that era of Matt, and I don't. I think by the time you caught up with me, I had cut my hair. That's right. I, I remember going to orchestra where I uh, <laughs> at, at your high school because they had orchestra oh, no. there, and I remember <laughs> seeing this dazzling spectacle of a of a young boy with well i guess shoulder length hair and you know tim to to be honest i i tried the emo hair thing for a while but i just don't i i I don't have straight hair you know and and Mm -hmm. i didn't want to you know put in the time so that fell flat but i will say you you it it worked for you i think at the time and i the truth is, I wasn't uh, I wasn't styling it that way uh, to fit into the scene, quote unquote. Really, I was just sort of letting myself go entirely at mm. age seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I put it back together when I was eighteen, and and that's when I met my pal Matt. That's right, uh, clean cut, ready to go. <laughs> uh, Matt, today we have donned our. Long hair, our eyeliner. We've lowered our guitar straps so that the body of the guitar is right around our crotch area. <laughs> but what are we doing, Matt? Actually, we're uh, we're taking the guitar off. We're we're putting it safely on a guitar stand, and instead we're we're collecting our DJ equipment, dusting it off, and checking in with who else but Skrillex. <laughs> For two new albums released in the year of our Lord 2023. What is what's happening here, man? What are we do what are we doing? We're we're really doing this? We've got new Skrillex music today? Oh Tim. <laughs> what to say? What to say? Um what to say? We have new Skrillex music. We have a a uh, a lot of new Skrillex music. Oh my lord! For me, too much new Skrillex music. I I don't necessarily need it. But yeah, he's back. He got his hair cut. He got his hair cut. Um, okay, before before we get into the tunes, which it is all about. I do think we should we should give a beat or two to his glow up to Sonny Moore's oh, yeah. um, vibe change. Listener, I, I urge you to seek out an image of, of, of what he looked like in 2011 and now what he looks like in his press images today for his new record. Uh, records, excuse me. This man has, if he hasn't found God, he has at least found his local YMCA. <laughs> yes, he certainly has. He he looks ravishing. I mean, he... <laughs> it's it's great. You know, Tim, part of me wishes that he had he had come back unchanged entirely. Yeah, <laughs> Just sure, sure, the sure. Same, the same squirrel that we always knew and loved. But uh, I got to admit, I got to hand it to him, he... He looks pretty good. He looks business professional. Like, <laughs> yeah. Does. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you would never expect someone who, um, who blew up on MySpace to ever look like that. But he did it. He did it. Well, it's 2023, Tim. You know, the the times yeah. they have already changed. Mm-hmm. So, so Skrill, uh, you know, known for essentially popularizing 
American dubstep. And I and Matt, just as an aside, I don't I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about like British dubstep or like the origins of the genre. Oh, I, thank God, I am not prepared. <laughs> I really that is a that is a massive blind spot, and I don't mind that it is. You know. Yeah, yeah, it feels okay, doesn't it? It does. Uh, but you know, right in uh, in uh, 2010, 2011, uh, Skrillex, after being the front man with from first to last as as you and i just did he dropped the guitar uh, went to the dj equipment and made just this wretched music this this horrible sounding stuff just garbage and and matt maybe this is you know my my attitude towards dubstep, at least towards this American dubstep or bro step, as yeah, it, uh, oh yeah, right, bro step, of course, yes. My attitude on it has, I mean, totally, totally changed. Uh, say what you mean. I've never felt sort of the generational shift more acutely than I do here. When I was when I was twenty, when I was twenty one, twenty two, I did think this was kind of sweet. I thought it was pretty cool. I revisit it now, and I... Matt, I have to turn it off after, like, 30 seconds. Oh, buddy. <laughs> what happened to me? I mean, you know, age... I got, you know, I got a professional haircut and put on a, a shirt and tie, I guess. Yeah, that, that is what happened. But, I mean, we need to be careful here, because this is not an episode about Skrillex and, and Bro Step. Well, that's uh, true. Well, I mean, it can be. You know, we, we make the rules, Tim. We call the shots. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I don't understand it, and I never really have. Mm. And so, you know, it, it it was cool for you know party music back in the day, but yeah. to my ears, because mm -hmm. Tim, I'll be honest with you, I did my due diligence as a co-host of Ear Buddies, mm -hmm. and I listened to. Well, one of Skrillex's new albums. Not both. <laughs> but I did listen to one. Yeah. And what to say? Sure. Let me let me start us off. Sure. I also listened to this album and part of the second one. He released Quest for Fire uh, ten days ago. And like nine days ago, he released Don't Get Too Close. I did this um, field research style, Matt. I listened to it at the gym. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> like, like perhaps the only appropriate place to listen to it. Because it is simply... I'm not going to call it noise. That's not fair. It's simply music that is meant to be played in the background while you're on a treadmill. Or in like a tunnel in Berlin at yeah. 3 a.m. That's right. Yeah. That's right. To his credit, I think he... He at least understands that Bro Step in and of itself um, burned bright and fast and and vanished mm. by like 2013. Yes. He has diversified his sound in so much as any EDM producer can. Yeah, sure. I think I'm like I'm telling on myself a little bit here, right? Like I don't love EDM. Um, the nuance of the genre. Uh, and the subgenres don't leap out to me as obvious and like actually worth denoting. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and that's that's probably a me problem. But this album is this album is fine. It has uh, a lot of guest features. It's well produced. Yeah. It sounds it <laughs> sounds good. There's so many roads to go down here, Tim. Because <laughs> my question is like i guess why release an album right sure. like this is music for the gym it's music for parties it's music for it raves. was music for parties yeah well right yes uh, and now i'm like here's the thing tim i know that this is not a world of which we are a part right yeah right right, right, right. me i look at skrillex and i feel like the little mermaid Right? <laughs> but I don't want those legs. 
I just I just observe and I know that I will never be a part of his world, right? Yeah. Because yeah, you know yeah. th- these guest stars like the, he, you know this this dude. <laughs> this album, these albums are packed with features. I could not name you if if you showed me a photo and the social security number of any of these people, I would not know who it was except for I guess Pete Wentz, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. But these are these are all like all their names are in blue on Wikipedia, right? They're yeah. all they're all famous, I guess. You know, he's got Joker. Of course, he's got Joker. Fred again. Bobby Raps. Burton Ernie. Rita Wilson. Everybody. Keto. Yeah, he he. <laughs> Peekaboo. And these are all. I'm sure that if you're you know a uh, a raver, a party yeah. animal. Yeah. Uh, and you see them at your local Whole Foods, you're gonna go try and get a, a picture. But I'm yeah, they're right. It's 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 such a sub genre that I don't, I just don't get it. I, I'm not. I don't. I shouldn't even say anything else beyond that, except for like, I guess, um, it's nice to keep doing what you love. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think we should do ourselves a favor and and steer away from the tunes here actually we must you know, we like, must what i do want to talk about though matt is sort of what it means to be skrillex in 2023 like forget the forget the tunes i will try i will try to have done what he did all those years ago now like t- literally 12 years ago and then to and then to try and then to to show up again right like who has been other than other than the the scene heads or whatever like has anyone been thinking about skrillex since 2013 really well that's the thing like i think i think the answer is no no it is just it's such a it's such a step to just kind of to come back i guess well i'm i'm yeah like that was that was sort of news when i heard that album was coming out that meant essentially nothing to me right mm-hmm. so but you got to think again we are not a part of his world there must have yeah. been a lot of people clamoring for a new album in the same way that you know we in the in the mainstream are clamoring for a new rihanna album right like sure, right, because right like otherwise why why would you come back i would posit this and i'll back it up i guess i think you might try to come back um for for no deeper reason than you miss the good old days oh boy i say that because we are at this exact moment matt in 2023 we are being bombarded with guys and gals who were pretty important from like 2008 to 2012 emerging from the depths to just give it another try here we go this is this is something we can talk about it's a fascinating moment bro um owl city is back i saw that Tapes and ice skates are beautiful things. Like I was, I can't tell you the delight. Uh, <laughs> he's back, Adam Young, small town boy from Owatonna, Minnesota, who didn't rip off the postal service. That's right. Listen he's, to your buddies. He's coming out with a new album in 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 a few short weeks called Coco Moon. Oh. And and unlike Skrillex. Adam Young looks the same, and he, you know, judging by the title of this album, I'm gonna bet it's pretty similar. To yeah, what he's I'm done gonna before. bet his brain is the same, right? Yeah. We both washed up on that island, all alone without a friend, thinking you and I were gonna die there, and that would be the end. Uh, Paramore. Just dropped a new album. Yes, they did. What was the moment? It's hard to say. I'm sure I don't remember 
I don't want to. I don't want to lump them fully in with the rest of this group because they have, they have been fairly consistently important beyond their heyday in in like 2007, right? Right. Um, but nonetheless, new Paramore album is out there. Gorillas are trying it again. I think the sadness has come again. Green velvet in a passing dance. Nobody knows. Gorillas just had a. <laughs> I mean, as of this recording, a few hours ago, the news dropped that the the long anticipated, really, movie um, <laughs> that Netflix was going to do has been canceled. So I'm sorry to the Gorillas fans. But yeah, oh like, he's. Damon. He, Alburn is he's he's trying mm-hmm. just like just like Paramore just like Adam Young from Owl City just like Skrill is it possible Matt that this is all because of the when we were young festival that took place in Las Vegas no no <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know like I don't know well, look. I mean, no, probably not. I think that's just another symptom of whatever. Well, right, uh, right. I think that's right. Whatever I think, bug is going around here. Yes. I think you, that when we were young is emerging from the same sort of open wound that the rest of these artists are emerging from. And I don't even, you know, I don't even say that negatively, but like, Tim, you know, here at Ear Buddies, of course, we are talking about music uh, at the intersection of <laughs> politics, culture, now religion Jokes. heavily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and and that's something that's actually fascinating to me. Like I don't know if it says something about culture writ large that this is happening, but I mean, do you do you have theories, Tim? Or 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 is it as simple as, you know, uh Everyone who was listening to them back then is now an adult and remembers them, and they have money, and they're willing to, you know, spend it. I just sort of don't know if anybody is asking for it. You know what I'm like? Even us old heads, like, I don't need a new Owl City album. Yeah. I've got all the old ones, and especially <laughs> if the new one is called Coco Moon. Yeah. I don't need that. That is the old ones. It is. Uh... I do think that, Matt, you and I might be feigning surprise just a little bit, right? Because uh, this happens all over the culture, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. This this sort of um, need for nostalgia, uh, using it as a cash grab. Uh, this is every, you know, television, film, all of it, all, pop culture across the board Loves nothing more, and especially right now, everybody's all obsessed obsessed with, like, 90s vibes again, right? Yeah. But look, man, you and I were uh, some of the very first to kind of catch a whiff of the importance of Travis Barker out here saving the, uh, yeah. saving the pop punk scene. And how. So I guess we probably shouldn't really be that shocked that everybody who came in Travis's wake um, sees just wide open gates and and nothing but prairie hills out in front of them you know like yeah you know and it's and time Tim, to run free again look, let's try it you're right you're right i mean we're we're putting on a show here right um i'm not really surprised and i it's just one sort of thinks about well one one thinks about the tunes doesn't one yeah, <laughs> yeah one does right and, one does. You know, actually, Paramore is a good example because, like, they have mm. evolved and they are at least trying yes. some new stuff. Not to say that people like Skrill or, uh, you know, Owl City aren't or won't, but uh, Owl City won't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that seems I just, pretty clear. I just, it, it is sort of, yeah, I think the question is who is asking for this. Who wants this? Because, like, I was a big fan, Tim, of Panic at the Disco. Back back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Holy smokes. They, well, I guess he, he bro- broke yeah. up 
Uh, <laughs> they're done now. And that 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 doesn't really do anything to me. Even though they were like I they were my favorite band for a few years back when I had my hair combed over my eye, right? And, yeah, right. And I know like he's been doing stuff and and performing in at the West End or whatever. But that is fine with me. And it's fine with me if all these people disappeared into the ether. And is that is that wrong of me as a consumer of art? Or hmm. am I old? Why, why is everyone else so excited? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as consumers, are we... Are we... Are we slamming doors on people for no reason here? Or or is it actually maybe good to just sort of uh, let the past be the past? You know, and let let new stuff be new stuff. Well, uh, yeah, that's kind of my where I come at it from. If you'll recall, in our last episode, I gave some really good advice, which was, <laughs> I think we need to grow up. Yeah. And that applies here uh it's weird to think that people are like buying the skrillex album or buying the owl city Uh album or watching the gorillas movie (laughs) and uh, i guess they are or i guess they would but i guess i mean none of those those people are the sort of cultural juggernauts that they were in the past no right it's it doesn't feel any different than a Def Leppard reunion tour, you know? Yes, exactly. They might as well play at the North Dakota State Fair. That's right. Here's the bow I'll put on it myself, Matt. I When we start looking beyond the tunes, which is something that we're doing here today and, and something we, we don't do that often, you and I, but when you do, what you're left with is narrative, right? And that's it. Mm. The narrative on these guys, the narrative on Skrillex is, you know, and for better or worse is he all but invented a genre of music, like a subgenre of EDM in 2010, that uh, people loved for like six months and then never wanted to hear again, right? Yes. The story with Owl City is, you know, he made this distinctly 2008-sounding bubblegum pop that will always sound like that exact moment in history. Uh, and had, and he and he was a one-hit wonder. The narrative choice of I have been off the radar, surviving on residuals for ten years, and now I'm gonna try again, is not an inspiring one to me. It's not one that I gravitate towards uh, as a lover of the story. Right? Like, I am not invested in any way in seeing a resurgence of these people who belong squarely in the time that they dominated good for them if they want to keep doing it you know and if they have an audience and they can make money doing it more power to them um but i i can't think about it any further than that (laughs) and i and i cannot listen all the way through the second skrillex album in two days i'm so sorry but i just can't do it uh the, the narrative doesn't grab me and if the tunes don't do it on their own and the narrative doesn't do it then what, what else is there, I guess? You know what? Okay, Tim, that's that's a very nice bow to put on this. Um, I'm going to add my own um, right next to Please. yours. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that that is exactly right. Because, you know, artists rise and fall on narrative, mm-hmm. if not the tunes, right? Because, I mean, it's often not about the tunes, which is too bad, but, you know. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> but, you know, I, I actually think, here's, I sort of wonder if perhaps I'm going to end up admiring Adam Young from Owl City. And here, mm. here's why I say that, because he does not seem to have any sort of delusions, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, he posted about it, his Coco Moon on Twitter. Uh, did a thread, and each tweet got you know fewer likes than the one before, <laughs> and sure. and he said he just wanted to do it, and he had the means, and he's got mm-hmm. you know I'm sure there there are a lot of Owatonna folks, and you know 
whoever else who are, would, would welcome such a release, right? That's right. Big day for Lakes Country. Yeah, yeah 100%. But, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see. But that could be mm-hmm. sort of the extent of it. But, yeah, I, I, I think what's kind of grinding my gears about the Skrillex thing is that it's like big news. And, yeah. And I say, I'm, we're done with that. Like, yeah. There's there's nothing left for me there, and and I, I say me, I am a member of the public, not an EDM fan. Uh, right. I liked dubstep as much as any member of the public back in the day. I can't help but feel that most members of the public are in the same boat that you and I are here. But bro, I I, I like I like where you left your bow though. I think that's I think that's a really good point and. Uh, it's causing me to check myself a little bit here because we just talked about this last week, right? The artist should follow the muse wherever it takes them. If if Owl City is, you know, if Adam Young is just moved to keep making bubbly synths with, you know, edgeless beats and hyper auto-tuned stuff, like, honest, honest to goodness, if that's, you know, if that's where his heart is and he has the means to do it, even if he doesn't have the means to do it, he should do it, right? Like, same goes for all of these guys. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to gorillas that Netflix uh, is no longer interested in your thing. But like, truly, yes. If you loved that sound that you made and popularized at that time, and you just want to make some more of it, more power to you. Where it becomes an issue for me is sort of this idea that anyone anyone should like see it as an event, you know? Yeah. It's the fr- let the free market decide, Matt. There you go. <laughs> yep, I think I think that's where we are going to have to come down on this one like it's a the invisible hand mm. will I mean ought to decide. I don't yes. I don't want to be I don't want my algorithm telling me that you know there's yet another Skrillex album that I'm not going to listen to. And is that me complaining? Yeah, but it's, I think it's just, it's sort of uh, an example of sort of how kind of fruitless this feels to me, this sort of this sort of behavior. That's often, yeah, that's how nostalgia often feels, I think. Fruitless. It's it's a temporary reminder of, uh, of a good feeling you once had and and you're left, uh, you're still left with whatever you got in front of you. Hey, Tim, did you know, do you, <laughs> did you know that the word nostalgia is a Greek word, actually, that's the etymology, it comes from Greece, uh-huh. and it uh, actually <laughs> means uh, the pain of an old wound. Yeah, I did know that. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's—I think it's good that you rem- you reminded me. Yeah, that was a good Madman episode. <laughs> what would Don Draper think about this? What would Don think? He'd just have money signs in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not a podcast. It's a time machine. Ear buddies. We'll continue in a moment. Be proud of what you have. And put in the work until your signature becomes an autograph. Adam Jack, This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Puffin. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tim. Matt, did you grow up uh, loving the works of Roald Dahl? I actually did. Yeah, like like so many children. Yeah, Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the big frickin' giant. That's, that's right. These were imagination factories, 
Were they not? Like, this guy, this guy could write. Oh, and how. Uh, but, Matt, uh, the tides of time wash over all things. And we simply cannot avoid it. Uh, his books, his books got to change. It's time. We cannot use uh, bad word, you know, mean words, really, I guess, mm. right? Yep. Or cruel language. Uh, look, look, Matt, listen, listen. Puffin is here. They're giving us they're giving us some money, but I just gotta we just gotta call out the woke mob here, do we not? Tim, it is the woke <laughs> mind virus, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard of. <laughs> it's infecting everybody. It is uh-huh. the the good people, the formerly good people at Puffin and Penguin, they Well, they used to be good people. <laughs> they used to publish uh, I don't know, probably some Judy Bloom novels. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. And and those were the books that you and I and, and so many of our peers read as, as children. And right. now, time makes fools of us all. And, and mm-hmm. here I am reading the news that, that Puffin has just red-penned all of Mr. Dahl's, his legacy. Mm. And it is because of the woke mind virus. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, that's, right. They're, they're, they're changing words. They're going to thesaurus.com and typing in a word yep. and choosing a less offensive one because they want to be mm-hmm. more inclusive to children. Um, yep. And all it's going to do is make children soft. It's going to be that ah. the, the same culture, but worse. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy, right? Participation trophy. <laughs> and, and, you know, and yeah. boys aren't allowed to be boys. I think they changed. I th- right. I think they changed the name of James and the Giant Peach to Everybody Gets a Trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's probably like you're doing just fine the way you are. And mm-hmm. and that's just not it's not the case it's not based in reality, <laughs> but I just I just wonder what goes through the minds of those those puffin heads when they <laughs> they take this storied legacy. I mean, this is a big author. He's there's three hundred million plus copies sold of his work. That yeah. is that is a legacy, and they mm-hmm. say that's not quite what we meant. You know what? That's like somebody going into uh, taking the master of a song by the Beatles, let's say "Here Comes the Sun," yeah, and saying, you know, some of these words just don't don't sit right with me. We gotta take them out and try it again. It's the same thing, and I can't believe that this is acceptable in America, well, in the world today. Mm. How, how does it? How does it make you feel, Tim? How does it strike you? Is this a problem to you, or is this something that you're just, you know, you're going to roll with it? You don't have a dog in the fight? <laughs> Man, I can't tell. I can't tell if we're doing bits right now. I can't tell. <laughs> Tim, if I say woke mind virus, I'm just kidding around. I'm just kidding yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I think what's happening over at Puffin right now is um, maybe... Uh, Maybe they're just steering a little too far into the into the skid, right? Yeah. The books aren't perfect, right? Like, you know, we're all adults now. We can look at we can look back and see that it's not all it's not all great. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I'd, he had I'd, some, I'd make some he changes. He had some patterns. He had some <laughs> patterns that weren't great. Uh the Oompa Loompas, uh, you know, I I don't know what to I don't know what to say about them. But <laughs> Other than I love them, and I hope they're okay. <laughs> but Puffin, um, I think, yeah, I think they're just maybe um, maybe going a little farther than 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 literally anybody wants. What I love about this news cycle, Matt, is um, that everybody's right. You know what I mean? 
This is one oh. of those. This is one of those fun, rare, fun times when, uh, like, God, I wish this was happening around Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Because this would be one of those uh, Thanksgiving Day conversations, political conversations that everyone could get in on and have fun with and feel good yep. about it at the, at the end of the meal. Yes. Absolutely, I I would be a I would agree with everybody. Yes, whatever you whatever you say, I'm like hundred percent. Totally, and, and I'm not even I'm not even joking. No, I right. think everybody is correct. I kind of yeah. I like everyone is mad at Puffin, and rightly so, I guess. Like this is uh yeah, they're not doing a very good job, and but what they are doing. And why I think, you know, here's here's our angle, Matt, right? Because they are giving us money today. Our angle yes, is... we've got to get around to that. They have, they have united America. And heck, Ooh. They, they've, they've united, uh, at, at the very least, the English-speaking world. Hard to do. Hard to do. <laughs> That's a big ask of anyone in any position. Um, yeah, and I mean, not to mention a... a a book, a children's literature imprint. That's like what that I'm, is. That's what I'm saying. You know, of of all the companies of uh, you know on the planet or entities or anything to to do it, who would have thunk it would be Puffin? And and their their edits of one of the great you know seminal children's authors' works. I mean, that's a it's just one of those moves that you have to stand back and admire and say. You could have done this 700,000 different ways, but you chose this one and nobody's happy. And in a way that has made everyone happy, I think. Yes, people love to be unhappy. And I think what Puffin understood, you know, we, we say people are playing 4D chess. You know, mm-hmm. Putin wasn't, Trump wasn't. No. Nobody ever really is except for puffin because what they understand is well you need a story don't you they they traffic Hmm. in stories they sure do uh, (laughs) and a story as as mr doll knew well needs a villain a big bad that's right puffin puffin took a long long beady-eyed look at the state of america (laughs) the state of the english-speaking world Mm mm-hmm and and they said, "There's no solution here. How, how how can we fix what ails all the white people?" And they said, "You know what? We're gonna take this one on the chin." And the CEO yeah. sent out an email to everybody and said, "This season, 2023, Puffin is the big bad. Yeah. America needs a common enemy. We do not have Tim." America does not have a common enemy. And I, and I dare anyone in the army to disagree with me. Uh, you know, for a minute there, we, we were mad at Russia, but then we decided that Ukraine doesn't need any, any supplies. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? That, yeah, there, was, there were like three weeks there, though, right, where yeah. you know, Russia you, you, fit the bill, but not anymore. Like, we need something different. Anymore. We need, we need something lasting yeah we need something reprehensible something yes (laughs) something unimaginable (laughs) yes and this is the only thing yet that has that has fit the bill it's amazing and and truly truly special and admirable that puffin was willing to do whatever it took uh to Give America something to stand in arm in arm yes. against. I say this with utmost sincerity. I hope they don't change course one bit. Because this has staying power, Matt. We could stay mad at Puffin for a long time. All of us. Everybody. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think, honestly, you know, I think they from, should take out more words. They should change the titles. They should. They should. <laughs> yeah. Keep at it. Like this is this is pretty good because a we can find the old versions. You know, no huge loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No huge loss culturally. Uh, and and b everybody from Tucker to Antifa are are going to stand arm in arm on this for as long as it takes. 
And I hope and pray that it takes like 10 or 20 years to reverse course. Yep. I do too. You know, this I do we too. could be ushering in a new era of of peace and tranquility um from sea to shining sea. It's amazing the the impact that this could have <laughs> on our nation and I guess the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, we're 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 in shambles right now. We we're are. we're in pieces. So there's and there's not a lot to look forward to and, and not a lot of optimism these days. Everyone's everyone's reacting against each other. And mm-hmm. I just... For Puffin to have made the sacrifice that they did <laughs> is... I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would have had the strength to do it. You know? And they oh, yeah. do. Serious fortitude here. And I just... I applaud them. And I thank them. And if, fingers crossed, they stand firm, and in 20 years we've got high-speed rails going across the western coast, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, D.C. Is, is no longer a swamp, and the drive-bys have calmed down. Yeah, Puerto Rico's a state. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, right. you know they, they take off the syntax from cigarettes like that. <laughs> We will know who to thank. We will turn our eyes heavenward and we will say thank you, Puffin. Thank you, Puffin. You did the unthinkable. And we are so glad you did. It's Puffin. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Matt, I'm, I'm bringing a segment back that we haven't done in a long time. Uh, but I think it's warranted today. I think, we, I think you and I both need it. It's called Palate Cleanser. Oh, thank you, Tim. I, we, we do need that. Uh, so much time this episode has been spent uh, sort of bemoaning... Uh, the pain of an old wound, right? Yes. You know, the... <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's sort of looking at, looking at all these guys who did it in 2008 and want to do it again in 2023 and kind of giving them the side eye, right? Well, I would like to bring forward somebody who sure did it in the year 2011 um, and is and is back to do it again in 2023. Her name, Matt, is Rebecca Black. I told you to move on And girl, that's what you did But I'm not doing the same thing So I can't say anything I don't even miss you Rebecca Black, I hear you saying, listener, and Matt. I am saying, yeah, Rebecca Black. The the person who's the person who sang Friday, that that awful song that you know, frankly, united America in mm. twenty eleven. Uh you're telling me that she has new music? Yes, I am. And I'm here to tell you that it's really good. Tell me more about this. So, listen, I have, I was sort of slightly aware that she was coming out with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know when it was, and I have not listened to it. But I would love to hear, I'd love to have my palate cleansed entirely. Let me do this for you, man. Um, Rebecca Black released her debut album this month. It's called Let Her Burn. Uh, it is blessedly 10 songs long. Ooh, that's sexy. Thir- 31 minutes. It's very good, pal. 
Uh, you know, she's dropped a couple singles ahead of the uh, the full release. Uh, you're hearing one right now. It's my favorite of the bunch. The album is produced by folks who have who have worked with uh, notably like Demi Lovato and Carly Rae Jepsen, so it kind of has that feeling uh, throughout the album, which is great. Uh, she she performs really nicely. She's got great control of her voice. I think there are a lot of musical decisions that are uh, fabulous. But again, Matt, so much of our episode has been about narrative. The narrative here is undeniably perfect. It's so very good. Because unlike Skrillex and Owl City and Gorillaz and Paramore and everyone else we've talked about today, you know, Rebecca Black was a laughing stock, right? She was a child laughing stock. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning, gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs, gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal, seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on. Oh, buddy. She was like, like what, 13 years old or something? When, yes. When her yes. parents worked with this, like, made-up company. Arc Music Factory. That's right. Arc Music Factory. Yep. That's right. Man. Patrice Wilson. Yes. Okay. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the this I mean, is this we is, could spend a lot of time well, here. Well, yeah, let's be careful because this is the last segment. But yeah, Rebecca Black was thirteen. Her mom paid Patrice Wilson four thousand dollars to mm-hmm. do, you know, one of two pre-written songs. He had written them. He just and and there are these companies like this all over the place, right? Yeah. And this is what they do, and it's very very easy to get kids who want to be into music and want to be stars mm-hmm. to just do that and honestly you know what she she could have not paid anything if she had given up all the rights to the song so thank god they did pay the four thousand because you know yeah it's still getting residuals but back then something amazing about you know what was it 2011 yeah uh, was that we did not have a problem just throwing stones at a child we it it was fun it was funny we would go on youtube with our friends and laugh and laugh at this idiot because look at Mm. this song it's so bad and it's so cheesy and i cannot believe that they put it out right we're laughing at her we're laughing at how she dances how she sings the song you know it's catchy like in a bad way Mm -hmm. and right you're exactly right, Matt. It was it was mean what happened to her. The fact that she, uh, you know, I I can't speak fully to her mental state here, but like the fact that she is just walking among us, you know, and like willing to, you know, let a camera snap a photo of her or or take a video of her ever again. I know. Um, <laughs> shows, uh, reveals a lot about her character and like the the type of person she is like her strength if that had happened to me at 13 man i would be a monk living high on a hill and i would never want to speak to another living soul again no absolutely like that sorry not to get too deep into it that is a very impressionable age stuff that happens to you when you're 13 really sticks with you tim i wrote my first song when i was 13 uh and that was it and I, I only say mm. that to mean like that age like yeah stuff that happens to you then is becomes a often becomes a massive part of your identity i can't believe she's like alive she dropped out of school after the song came out yep. because she was getting bullied so much she is now 25 and is doing what she's doing here by releasing a full full-length album that has absolutely nothing to do with Friday. She's not leaning on her meme status in any way. She's she's doing something incredible. And on top of it all, the music is good. I 
hate that she made you wanna cry Took one shot and shut you down She's got nothing on you I hope you see that now And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't jealous of you Again, just, you know, if we look only at the narrative, it's perfecto, and it's, you know, inspiring, and it's worth uh, worth celebrating, to be absolutely sure. But I recommend The Army Checks this album out. It's it's excellent. There are some, there's some really good writing, some good musical decisions, good performing on here, and, you know, I think she's got a career ahead of her if she wants it. If she wants it, you know, she's a stronger person than I ever could be because uh, the reception she got in, in 2011 would would scare 99% of the world off for good. Well, and Tim, that's what's actually... That's sort of a surprise uh, redemption arc for this particular episode because, you know, we've been sort of down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, the reason that one's mother pays a production company $4,000 Yeah, is because your kid wants to be a musician. She wants to be an artist. Yes, right? and, and you do it because you're a loving parent. Yes. You know, like it, it was an act of love that turned upside down. Absolutely, like, yes. It makes, it, it, could, it makes a person sick if you think about it yes. too far. Yes, but... It is beautiful because now it seems like she could be getting what she's wanted all along. Like, she mm-hmm. never wasn't a yes. real musician or a real artist. She was 13. That was, yeah. that was the extent of it. She was 13. She was 13, and now she is doing things entirely on her own terms and doing it all super well. Uh, you know, I I can't think of a of a much better like ongoing musical story than what's happening with Rebecca Black. Yeah, so, that rocks because there's been a lot of people that that have not happened to. So yes, she stands in stark contrast to everyone else we have spoken about today, uh, and it's a it's a recommendation to the whole army. And my palate is cleansed. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm just. You know, thinking about it, getting sort of emotional. God bless Rebecca Black. I can't uh, can't wait to listen to the album for real. There you go. Uh, let's leave it there, Matt. Let's not tempt fate any further. Yes, no, there's, there's more to say, but we will not say any more. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, buddy. Yeah.